Yeah, so Next is quite popular. Um, it's actually not as popular as React Router. Um, you might be surprised to, to find that out. Hello and welcome to Pod Rocket. Today I'm here with Michael Jackson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Remix. How are you, Michael? Hey, I'm doing awesome, Ben. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad you could join. And today we will be, I think we're going to mostly talk about Remix, um, which I'm, I'm guessing is a topic you know a lot about, given you are the founder of Remix. Um, so maybe for folks who are uh, not as familiar, could you give us a quick overview um, you know, what is Remix? So Remix is a web framework uh, that we're building. Um, it's built on top of React and React Router uh, currently. Um, that's some technology that we've been working on for the last eight years. Uh, feels weird to say eight years, but uh, React, I guess, is is pretty old at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've been, we're building it on top of React Router and it's the way that we like to, say it is, you know, we're building websites, we're building better websites. We're building websites that are based on web fundamentals and standards and progressive enhancement. Got it. Um, and so built on top of React and React Router and what does Remix, what does Remix give you that you don't get kind of out of the box with React and React Router? Yeah. So the way that I've kind of been talking about Remix is as like a, a compiler for React Router. Um, for, you know, my, my co-founder and I, Ryan Florence and I have been working on React Router for a long time now. And we've always had this kind of vision for what you could do with React Router and specifically with nested routing and the kinds of optimizations um, that you could make to a website if you you know, broke down the page essentially into these, uh, into these kind of chunks. Uh, so that's what nested routing is at its heart is, you know, you take a web page like, uh, you know, like consider like the, the GitHub UI, which is hopefully a, a UI that a lot of uh, listeners are familiar with. You know, you've got like this global nav, uh, which, you know, you have like your user icon up there. You have, you know, maybe... Um, some nav that's specific to the, the the repo that you're looking at or like a repo level nav. And then you might have like a file browser nav. Or if you're in like the settings pane, you're going to have, you know, the, the settings nav over on the left. And then, you know, so you've got like these boxes that are nested inside boxes on the page. And those are in React Router, those are what we would call nested routes. Um, and what happens is when you break up the page into nested routes and, and treat you know, treat them individually, you can perform lots of uh, really interesting optimizations and, uh, and enable workflows even that are, um, that are difficult when you don't have that, that concept. Um, so that, that's the key thing that React Router um, adds to React. And then the thing that, uh, the thing that Remix really adds is a, a server runtime that allows you to deploy anywhere and a, and a compiler uh, for, for remix projects, um, that, uh, you know, that that's, you know, supports all kinds of different things like, you know, TypeScript and JSX and all that kind of stuff. So would it be accurate to say that remix is kind of a alternative to using something like next or Gatsby? Like, is that the right way to think about it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Remix is a, a website builder. Um, and, and obviously those those two projects that you just named have been around for a while now. Um, and when we, you know, we our, our hope was always when we were building React Router, our hope was always that somebody would take this idea of nested routes and would really would really run with it and uh, and build a, a, a web framework, you know, with progressive enhancement in mind, with all of the, you know, webby things. We, we've been developing web for a long time now, um, and nobody really did that, um, and at least not to to our degree of satisfaction. So we we decided to um, we decided to take it on ourselves. Um, and we've been having a ton of fun doing it. We've got a great team that's working with us now. Um, we actually raised some money last year to work on it. And uh, we've we've got people uh, just from a lot of different backgrounds that are really interested in in working on Remix and helping us out with it. So, but yeah, it is. It's definitely an alternative to Next or Gatsby. Um, we also view it as kind of a, a budding alternative to projects that are a lot more mature, like Laravel or Rails, um, if you're from either of those communities. So in the context of Next, because I think, I th- maybe wrong about this, but I think Next is kind of the the most popular framework website building tool nowadays. Like, what are the pros and cons to using Remix? And um, how are you kind of thinking about positioning against Next? Yeah, so Next is quite popular. Um, it's actually not as popular as React Router. Um, you might be surprised to to find that out. I think a lot of people, they look at React Router and they look at it as more of a library instead of a framework for building websites. Um, but it absolutely is. It's the backbone to many, many production apps. You know, Netflix.com, Twitter.com, um, lots of products at, at Google, at Airbnb, at Dropbox. Um have been built with React Router, and I, I, you know, I, I, it's it's something that, you know, I mentioned to you before we started recording. Ryan and I used to have a, a training business, React Training, um, still do actually. You can you can go and get uh, React Training for your teams, ReactTraining.com. But anyway, we we spent a number of years, like five or six years, with this training business, sort of traveling around the world. We've been to Boston a number of times, Chicago, but we've also been to. You know, we've been to the UK, we've been to Australia, um, holding these training workshops and meeting uh, people who are using React Router in real life to build their real apps, you know, to build their their dot coms. Um, and uh, a lot of that experience, uh, you know, has has informed the way that we've built React Router itself. Um, you know, the API design is is not just designed for like oh, this, you know, the, we think this is a good API for developers, but we actually think it's a really, really great API for organizations, for large teams. You know, there there comes a point in API design where you stop thinking about, you know, the, you know, if the project gets big enough, you stop thinking about, um, or, or you don't stop really thinking about anything, but you start thinking about, you know, what does it take to, to, to build a large app? What is it, you know, are we code splitting? Um, we've probably got different, you know, teams that are focused on different features of the app. How can we make it easy for those different teams to do their own jobs and, and still work together? So anyway, a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, kind of came into the, you know, in, into our, you know, our radar and our, our thinking when we had this training business and when we, you know, when we went back, 
And, uh, you know, we saw the way that people were building apps with React Router. We thought, you know, we could really take this a lot further and we could really help people build, you know, amazing sites if we just added a little bit to this framework that we've already built. Enjoying the podcast? Consider hitting that follow button for more great episodes. Got it. So basically wanting to give developers more like out of the box, more on top of React Router, just like build apps without making as many decisions. Is that the right way to think about it? Yeah, I think that that's a great way to think about it. We, we, you know, we had all these people that were building stuff with React Router and then they were like, you know, well, how do I do, you know, styling? I mean, that's a huge, legit question, right? How, how are you going to style your app? Well, there's lots of different ways to style your app, obviously. Well, how am I going to like manage, you know, data, um, data loading? How am I going to manage data mutations? Um, you know, how am I going to deploy the thing, right? There were so many questions that React Router as a framework didn't really answer because we were, we were trying to be, you know, as flexible as possible, you know, in, in all those different situations. Um, but then I think, you know, we, we realized like we can actually provide a ton of value for people, uh, in answering these questions, but what we have to do is do it in a way that, you know, that they can sort of stitch them together themselves, right? So one example of that is is our current backend infrastructure in Remix. Um, you know, we we are not a hosting company. So, you know, we're not optimizing for any specific hosting backend. Uh, Remix works great on Netlify, works great on Vercel, works great on, um, you know, any node host that you might want to deploy to. Also works really, really well in non-node environments. So you want to deploy to Dino or Cloudflare Workers. Um, we, we'll, we'll run there too. I mean, we've already got like a, a, a remix, uh, you know, sort of experimental uh, build that's running on Bun, which I think was just stable like a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, you know, that that's an example, I think, of, you know, we, we, we want to make a framework that doesn't really force too many opinions on you the things that we really, really care about are, you know, optimizing the user experience, providing an accessible experience, um, and not sacrificing on performance and using progressive enhancement and web standards, which is something that we really, you know, it, it was a huge reason for us creating Remix because we, we, you know, we thought we could do it a lot better than existing solutions were, were doing that. And so maybe talk to me a bit more about some of the opinions that you've taken with Remix in terms of what you mentioned, like styling and data loading and I guess state management, like did you, have you brought in like certain third-party tools or built some of those things yourselves? Um, help me understand that a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, let's just talk about like state management, for example. Let's talk about managing the data, you know, that's on the page. Cause that, that's a huge problem for a lot of web apps. Um, and I think there's actually, a lot that your framework can do for you to to make it really really nice. So when it comes to data management and state management, there's like two sides of the coin. There's you know data reads and data writes. Um, you know one is the the these sort of initial loading of the data, and then and then the other one they you know call mutations sometimes. So you know how how do you get the data on the page? Well. You know, that's that's actually a really interesting question. There's a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of innovation in that space, especially, uh, you know, React uh, itself is experimenting with 
uh, streaming and things like suspense. Um, and so, you know, the, the idea of, um, it, it comes back to this idea of nested routing. So let's say you were building, a uh, uh, an app like GitHub where you've got a bunch of nested routes. So in Remix, you actually have a separate data loader for each one of those routes or each section of the page rather. So let's say that you are on, you know, you're, you're again, just to stick with the, the example, you're, you're building GitHub and, uh, and let's say you're navigating around on the settings page and you click one of those little links to go to a different section, a different part of the settings page. Um, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a single page app, you know, you're not going to refresh the entire page. Um, you're actually, you only want to fetch the portion of the page that you don't have yet, which is like the next view in that, you know, that, that little nested section of the page. Um, so the way that Remix has, you know, separated out the sections of the page, we know, uh, that you only actually need to call, uh, the loader for that one small section of the page that you need to load. You you don't need to reload the global nav. You don't need to reload, you know, your 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 user avatar, for example. You already have all of that information. Uh, you you only need to load uh, one small section of the page. So, Remix, uh, that's the kind of thing that Remix does for you automatically. You you declare at each route uh, or for each little view that you have, you declare its data dependencies in this thing called your loader. Uh, which you know stands for data loader, but that's you know will will automatically call your loader as needed. Um, one interesting thing about these loaders is you know we'll we will actually uh, recall them uh, when a mutation happens. So that's actually you know something that is is it's built right into the framework. So lots of people you know will typically bring in something like you know React Query or whatever that or, or Apollo or whatever they'll have you know, they're data fetching, they're doing it in like a use effect. Um, in, in Remix, we use forms uh, for data mutations. Um, so by the way, you know, your, your Remix apps uh, usually will work without any JavaScript on the page at all. Uh, we just use JavaScript to, to enhance the experience. But we know that, you know, when, when you are building a single page app uh, and you're submitting a form or you're doing a... Um, you know, you're doing a, a let's say you're doing a, a fetch call. Uh, you know, we that's fully supported as well. Um, we we actually know when those mutations are occurring. So let's say you're going to you know you've got a form on the page. Uh, you're going to save some data. Um, you know, a, a mutation essentially means that the state on the server has changed. And so you know, we will actually go and recall the loaders by default. You know, you can opt out if, if you want to make some kind of optimization. But by default, when a mutation occurs, we'll actually go and recall the loaders on the page. So, so what does that mean? Let's say, let's say, you know, again, you're in your GitHub UI and you're updating your, your user profile settings, right? You're going in there, you're updating maybe your name, your username, or your user avatar. Um, you know, obviously that, that avatar is present in the global nav, and yet you're mutating it in this you know, this settings view that is deeply nested in the page. Um, that's the kind of thing that Remix will automatically handle for you. When you go and you update your user avatar, even though it's in the global nav, since that data is part of your global nav data and associated with the, the top level root level route, uh, we will actually go and recall that loader for you. So as soon as you save that image, perform that mutation, uh, we will refresh any stale data that's on the page. So that's the type of 
that's just a, a really sort of broad general, you know, example of the kinds of things that you would have to think about if you're a web developer, you know, you're developing an app, you're making mutations all the time. Uh, you need to, you need to think about how do I, you know, refresh the stale data that is already on the page. That's a huge problem. Um, and, uh, and that's something that we've built right into the framework for you. So both the loading of the data on a, on a granule, uh, granular per route level, but then also the reloading of the data when that data is stale and the, uh, and the, you know, the incorporation of mutations as a first class citizen, uh, in the remix API. Hey, this is Emily, one of the producers for pod rocket. I'm so glad you're enjoying this episode. You probably hear this from lots of other podcasts, but we really do appreciate our listeners. Without you, there would be no podcasts. And because of that, it would really help if you could follow us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to bring you conversations with great devs like Evan Yu and Rich Harris. In return, we'll send you some awesome PodRocket stickers. So check out the show notes on this episode and follow the link to claim your stickers as a small thanks for following us on Apple Podcasts. All right. Back to the show. I'd like to better understand um, the concept of nested routes. I know that's something that is key to Remix. So could you explain nested routes a bit more and kind of some of the the uh, the magic Remix does around those? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So so in addition to the you know the the data loading that we do around nested routes. So again, nested routes are just kind of like this. You know, it's it the way I think about it is it, it's a way to split up a web page into, you know, more granular pieces so that you know, you know, what are the layouts and what are the, what are the views on this page? And so you can associate data loading with nested routes um, and also data mutations with nested routes as, as I already mentioned in the previous example, but we even take that a couple levels further, right? So we will actually do code splitting for you based on uh, your nested routes. So let's say if you have, you know, three or four routes on the page, like in the GitHub example that I've been using, um, we will load each of those, uh, each of those, uh, components that represent those routes. We will load each of them from their own bundle. Uh, so when you navigate, you know, using that sub nav, we will actually load just the code necessary to render the next view, uh, in that nested, uh, in that nested view that you're that you're navigating to. Um, so we'll do code splitting for you automatically uh, based on nested routes. Uh, we'll also do styling for you based on nested routes. So this is actually something that's really cool. And uh, it's it's something that I, I don't think we've actually really talked a whole lot about. Um, but Remix actually makes some, uh, some really, does some really cool things for you when, when it comes to styling. Um, so just like you associate data loading with on a route level, you associate styling on a route level, and even, uh, and it goes beyond styling. It, it 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 goes to any link that you want to associate with a route. But let's just let's just talk about you know rel equals style sheet for now. Um, so you can actually, uh, we'll, we'll we'll automatically split your styling for you based on which you know the route that you use it in, and then when that route appears on the page, we'll load that style sheet. And when that route goes away, because you navigate to a different page, uh, we'll actually remove that style sheet from the page. So, you know, I mean, the, the traditional state of the art when it comes to styling is, you know, take all of your styles, bundle them up into one style sheet, throw that on the page. Um, maybe you, 
you know, you obfuscate the the class names or whatever so that you don't have clashing um, or you, you know, use something like CSS and JS, which will automatically obfuscate them for you. Um, you know, that it's, I'm not going to say that's not a problem in Remix uh, because, uh, you know, those techniques are, are still valid, obviously, according to whatever you're building. But it, it is much less of a problem when you don't have all of the CSS on the page all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you have, you, you have portions of the portions of the CSS that are necessary to uh, render the page are, are on the page. The portions of the CSS that are not necessary are not there. Just like the JavaScript code, right? We, we load the JavaScript code that is necessary for the current page. We don't load all the JavaScript code that is necessary for all of the other pages until those pages are needed. Um, so that's another way that the, the nested routes are useful, both in the data loading and the styling. Um, I also mentioned, you know, links. Um, so links are, you know, I'm, when I'm talking about links, I'm, ta uh, I'm talking about uh, like the link tag, the one that appears in the head of the document, not the, not the anchor tag. Um, so the links are actually, um, you know, you can use them for preloading, you can use them for prefetching, and we can associate those on a, on a per route basis as well. So as soon as one of your routes, uh, you know, it's, it's, as soon as we like know that one of your routes is actually going to pop into the view, uh, we can go and we can prefetch everything that you have declared in your links method that you need for that route uh, before making the transition to that route. So it's kind of like a, you can think about it as kind of like a, a suspense transition that is built into Remix itself. Um, and the end effect is it, it's really nice that the framework does a lot of this for you because a lot of the stuff that you were managing by yourself in use effect, you know, you were managing your data mutations. You might've been managing, you know, dynamically loading code or dynamically loading styling uh, or, or something like that or, or loading from a cache. A lot of those are concerns. Those are concerns that basically every web app has. And we're incorporating them into Remix, into the framework itself, um, and just trying to provide you know the right hooks for you know th the happy path, but then also give you opportunities to opt out of our optimizations when you don't need them. Kind of like uh, should component update. <laughs> we've got like uh, we've got those hooks all over uh, Remix to let you opt out of stuff. So I want to understand more about kind of Remix organization and the business. So. Um, is correct me if I'm wrong, but is Remix a is a company or an open source project? Like, what's kind of the organization and the goals long term? Yeah, so uh, so both Remix is an open source project. You can find us on GitHub at uh, we're under the Remix Run org. So it's an open source project run totally out in the open in GitHub. Um, it's also a company that we've that we formed around it. Um. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, last year we, we went out, we raised some money and we went and hired some folks to, to help, help us, uh, develop remix. Um, and so the, the, the ethos of the company is really open source. We've been doing open source now for eight years. Um, we believe very strongly that open source is the future of software. Um, if you're building something, you know, in software and it's not open source, uh, somebody is going to build an open source alternative. Uh, which doesn't necessarily mean, though, that everything is free. Everything is always free. Um, the source code is is definitely free, um, but you know I think that the the commercial open source model is that you know you can sell services to people who are part of the community, right? So the um, 
you know, the code being open source doesn't mean that the company will never make money. We've actually seen uh, quite the opposite in, in, you know, in the last decade, we've seen numerous commercial open source companies um, that have built very successful business models based on, uh, but, but, you know, even, even though a lot of their core open source software has been, you know, has been free to use. And what are you thinking in terms of business model? Like you mentioned earlier, not being a hosting provider necessarily, like, is that in the cards down the road or are you looking at other options for monetization? Yeah. So that's a great question. So the, I think one of the, the strengths of remix remix right now is that we are not coupled to a particular hosting provider. Um, I think if a framework is coupled to a hosting provider, there's, there's incentives there for that framework to work really, really well on that particular hosting provider and sort of neglect others, uh, which limits, you know, the options that you have as a, as a user of that framework. Um, so, you know, but there's, there are a lot more things that we can sell besides just hosting, right? There's, uh, there's analytics, like what you all are doing at LogRocket. There are, you know, um, there are like assets, you know, asset hosting, like what people at Cloudinary are doing. There's, there's, you know, database, uh, you know, management. Um, we actually just held a, a, a conference last month, uh, in Salt Lake, um, yeah, remix conf and it was it was so awesome we had hundreds of people there we had uh we had a bunch of different sponsors and they were coming from all over the 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 landscape you know we had um you know very large infrastructure providers there we had uh you know application hosting we had uh monitoring and logging we had you know database application management uh, we even had like, uh, you know, work OS was there, like a lot of different companies were there. There, there was, there was tooling, you know, NX was there, uh, you know, Vercel and Netlify obviously were there. So it was, you know, it was just, a, it was cool to see like just how many vendors there are in this space. And there's plenty of room for us to come along and, and participate in that ecosystem and even provide a marketplace for Remix users um, you know, and provide integrations with all of the various, uh, you know, services that are out there that we can, you know, use to provide value for, for Remix users. So that's, you know, as far as our business model specifically, that's where we are focused is, uh, you know, providing seamless integrations with any, you know, any of these services that you might want to use, um, you know, whether it's, you know, hosting your images or somebody to host your data or somebody to do the logging for you. Um, you know, we, we integrate with everybody. And I think that provides a tremendous amount of value for, for our customers, for the industry, um, and for the company. And going a bit broader, tell me more about the vision for the next kind of year. And then also like long, long term, what, what's exciting to you that's on the product roadmap and, um, and more on kind of the, the business roadmap overall. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about it. So, um, so, you know, we've been, I think immediately on the product roadmap, what we're really excited about is our streaming support that we've got for um, uh, both for React 18 and then also uh, for other frameworks that we're working on. But um, what happened with React 18 was React 18 shipped with some really, really nice primitives. Uh, they've got like pipe to readable stream um, uh, I, I forget the method names, but basically they have support for streaming on the server. Um, they also, you know, shipped support for suspense. 
uh, they didn't do that in React 18. That's been out for a while. But but they're 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 you know iterating on their streaming story uh, with these sort of low level primitives. But what it really requires is it requires a, a framework to come along and sort of stitch it together and and make the sort of cohesive story for the end user. Uh, and that's what we've been working on with with Remix, uh, both in React Router and in Remix itself. So. Uh, one of the one of the really cool things is that we're actually just bringing this to React Router, so like you don't even have to use Remix if you don't want to. If you've already got your Webpack thing and you're happy with, you know how you're running your servers and stuff, that's fine. Like, bring your own compiler, bring your React Router app. Um, we're actually going to give you all of the loaders and actions, the the uh, you know the the data abstractions that I was talking about earlier uh, for loading and mutations. We're bringing those directly into React Router, so React Router six point four is going to incorporate all of those. Um, you know, there, there's some really cool stuff in there, like uh, like we bring error boundaries. Um, we, we So in addition to, you know, a loader and an action, you can associate an error boundary with your routes, which gives you, you know, really uh, fine-grained control over error handling on a per-route basis. We're bringing that also to server rendering. Um, so it's really, really cool stuff. And again, that's, that's, that's just in React Router, of course, these are things that we learned building Remix that we're bringing into React Router. Uh, so we'll ship, we're shipping that for all React Router users in a dot release, like like a like a minor release. So you don't even have to you know upgrade your app to you know with a bunch of breaking changes. As long as you're on React Router six, which we've had out there stable for a long time now, uh, you're going to be able to take advantage of all these features. So I'm really excited about that. Obviously, yeah, we're going to be uh, you know. Building Remix on top of on top of React Router six point four, um, you know, reworking Remix to to take advantage of you know the actual abstractions that we have in React Router, um, and then and then you know doing a lot of uh, streaming support as well in Remix. So that's that's kind of on the immediate roadmap stuff that we're immediately excited about. Uh, more long term, um, you know, sort of throughout for the, like the remainder of this year. Um, we're actually going to be taking a, a closer look at our compiler. I think it's sort of become a bottleneck for us at this point. Um, it's worked great up until this point, but I think I think we could probably be um, doing some things better there, particularly in opening it up for other people to do the types of things that you know that they're that they're trying to do. Right, the whole ethos of Remix is we don't want to force you too much into any particular technology. Um, so, you know. I, I think there's some work for us to do in in opening up our compiler, making it easier for people to do things like hot module reloading, um, using various CSS strategies. Um, uh, we're actually going to be shipping uh, a plugin for Webpack, which I'm pretty excited about. That will, you know, allow you to um, compile your Remix app with Webpack. Um, that's kind of part of opening up our compiler as well. Uh, you know, we're not we're not super opinionated there right we don't we don't care how the thing gets built uh, we just care that you know it's a good experience obviously um, the thing that we really really care about is the framework itself you know I, I like to say like we really care about the network tab right we really care that you don't bork the performance of your app so you know no reason for us to enforce our opinions in in areas that that we're not really trying to innovate in so we have some work to do in the compiler um, we also have some work to do, I think, with just our various um, integration partners. Uh, we're going to keep expanding our our network. You know, we've got a, a pretty good network thus far. 
Um, you know, we, we've integrated with numerous application hosts, numerous database hosts, um, and, you know, uh, even things like, uh, you know, Sentry, I think, is going to be uh, launching a, a, an integration with Remix very soon. So lots of different, you know, integrations with different people in the industry. So we're going to be expanding our network. And, uh, and I think that's kind of the big, that's kind of the big play for Remix if you're talking about long, long term. Um, you know, creating a, 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 you know, the best in class web framework is really just opening the door to, you know, building a great community around this framework and then inviting basically everybody to the party. You know, if you're, again, if you're, you know, if you're a, a database host or an application host or a, or a monitoring provider or whatever you're doing, you're, there are numerous different companies selling to, you know, web apps, both in the back end and on the front end, uh, you know, selling CSS and selling, you know, all kinds of different services. Um, that's, I think, where we can, you know, provide integrations and then we can, uh, then we can monetize uh, by, you know, selling, uh, just selling best in class integrations with all of these different providers. Well, Michael, it's been great having you on the podcast and I've really enjoyed learning about Re- Remix. Um, for anyone out there who's interested in learning more, the website is remix.run. Um, is that kind of the best place you'd recommend for people who want to get started or any other resources you would point people towards? Yeah, absolutely. Remix.run, reactrouter.com uh, is another domain that we run specifically for React Router. Uh, but remix.run is the best place. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at remix underscore run. Um, you can follow our activity on GitHub at uh, remix dash run. Um, and yeah, that's uh, those are all great places to keep up on what we're doing. Go and go to remix.run and sign up for our newsletter if you want to keep up to date on uh, the latest of what we're working on. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Michael. Yeah, thank you, Ben. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to PodRocket. You can find us at PodRocketPod on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.